what he did was his profession and what I did ended up my profession. Too long. I, that's exactly yeah. what it's been. It's been about, too long. About I know you too long. About 30 years. Right. But you used, to always, you used to always tickle me because when I first met you, I remember I shook your hand and you said, where's my watch? That's why I'm, I, I'm, re, I'm keeping this very, very tight today. And, and just in case I got one of this arm. See, so things I don't forget. I thought you, never, you never forget those things. Let's start off with, where were you born, Gary? Sydney, Australia. Okay. Did you live there? Your, I mean, up until when? I lived there until I was around 25. Okay. Do you have siblings? Yeah, one sister. Is she older or younger? Younger. How many years difference? Five. So you didn't grow up close? Well, we were. You know, five is five is very little you know, Still, in many ways. But that puts you almost out of elementary school by the time she gets in it. Pretty much, yeah. 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 So, but you guys are close? Yeah, yeah. That's what, you brought her here for your birthday. I Correct. remember seeing her then. Correct. What, what birthday was that? Which one? Uh, I can't discuss your, that. Your 80th? <laughs> I think it was your 80th birthday at that time, right? No, 70th. Your 70th birthday. Yeah, yeah. That was a big event, and you wouldn't let anyone pay for anything. You paid for everything. That was beautiful. Well, you know, they haven't paid me back yet. I know. You know, for, starting with you. No, I walked in. No, I walked in because I pretended to be invited. Oh. That's, <laughs> that's why I knew about Jeez. it. We had your name off the list. <laughs> so what kind of kid were you when you were growing up? Were you more academic or were you more um, sports-minded? Um, I think a bit of mix, but less sports and more academic. Mm -hmm. It's because in Australia, in my day, there was just cricket and uh, football. Now, where in Australia were you born? You Sydney. Said Sydney. 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 That's the only place in Australia I've ever visited. Sydney. Yeah, it's a great city because of the beaches. It is beautiful. Except they're having a problem now because of the uh, this weather system, El Nino, or La Nina, wherever it is. It comes on at the end. <coughs> it's terrible. It's raining all the time. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. Not good, not good. Yeah. What about mom and dad? Are they still okay? Are they no, no, they passed away years ago. Okay. But my father, he was uh, a Scot. He was born in Dundee and he migrated with his older brother and elder sister when he was about five. Okay. And they migrated to Sydney where he, he lived the rest of his life. And did his brothers and sisters too? Uh, the brother lived the majority of his life in France. You know, so he, uh, the sister lived in Sydney the father, the brother lived in Sydney, but the other brother lived most of his life in France. Oh, did you know him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You knew your uncle? Yeah. Not, not too well because he, you know, he, he lived, he, he very rarely came to Australia. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, uh, but a very good guy. What about your aunt? Um, I know she was there, but I mean, did she have kids? And yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, have yeah, cousins yeah. of yeah, your yeah, age? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One cousin, one cousin, and one cousin on one side and the, the, other, the other side of the family, three girls. Okay, on your mother's side? Yeah. Oh, where's so your mother from? She was from a city, uh, no, a town called Bathurst, mm -hmm. which is about, well, I could be corrected here, but I think it's about, well, for sake of argument, 100 miles from Sydney. Mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. it's, a, it's, a, it's an old country town, but for, for well known. Okay. Good, good place. Uh, so your, your father, what kind of work did he do? He, he was in a business that doesn't exist anymore, or hardly. He was what they called a liner-type operator. Now, do you know what that is? I do. I yeah. think I do. When they had to set the keys yeah. in there for the typeset yep. yep. for the for the newspapers yep. and stuff. Yep. 
Is there they, a they had to type it. Yeah, my father told me about that. Yeah, yeah. They had to type <laughs> I'm it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> they, they had to type it, and sure. then I think they they, they put it in. But let's say Gary G A R Y. They had to do that, and from memory, I think they it, it, it went into a heating press or something, you know, and then. It, you know, it was just totally replaced all by the computers mm -hmm. and by did everything else. Did he ever take you there to see? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did? Yeah. That must have been really interesting for you. Yeah. And I remember one of the worst days, I remember the day when he was let go, having worked there for about 50 years, um, because they were downsizing because of the computers. Mm -hmm. But he was lucky he went to another newspaper. Oh, did he? But he'd worked for, for, for the one, that the Sydney Daily Telegraph, mm -hmm. I think all his career, except for when he was in the war. Because I think I remember seeing something on some documentary, some showing how fast they had to set it up because they had to be ready for the next day's print. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they had, had to be they really had to roll quick. it. All this stuff, you know, it was. Uh, That's right. uh, the, the young people today, they wouldn't have a clue what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I think I'm going to try to find something so I can put that up there while we're talking about it, so they yeah, can yeah, yeah. see a little bit of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. So a long time ago. Wow. Did you ever think when I get big, I'm going to do the same thing? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That never crossed my mind. <laughs> no. My father, my, father wanted, my father was a postal clerk, oh. and he took me into the post office, and I saw his um, job when he was doing yeah. the mail. He had to put the mail in there, and I felt the yeah. same thing. Yeah. Nope, I don't ever want to do this. Uh, they're, they're all gone now. That's right. Yeah, it's all They've all been all replaced. All, all, all these manual jobs yeah. that people could do. Anything that's repetitive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Computers easily replaced, and they're doing yep. it even more so now. That's yep. why taxi cab drivers won't be existing. Any tellers in the grocery stores and stuff won't exist because yeah, 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 repetitive yeah, yeah. stuff. Yeah, correct. Right. right. Yeah, that's interesting. So tell me, when you went through school, when yeah. you got it, what kind of sports did you get involved in since you were more? Well, like, you were more like I said, yeah, but like I said, there was we we, we had to do cricket at mm -hmm. school. It was mandatory. You you had to do cricket and you had to do football. So right. you know, um, I, I wasn't too bad in cricket. But uh, in fact, I wasn't too bad as a, as a bowler okay. in cricket, but uh, football, not, not too much. But um, I think my mother used to say that I would come home from football and my clothes didn't need to be washed. <laughs> I didn't get dirty. <laughs> I never so we know where you sat most of the time. Yeah, yeah, that just came back to me now. You know? Is that right? Yeah. She said, did, did, you, did you really go to football? I said, yes, but your clothes are not dirty. <laughs> so she put them back in the shelf. <laughs> Okay, so then when you got out, when you got into high school, what did you start to focus on? Because I know you start thinking uh, about primarily science, science, science and language. Okay. Two well, of them. What about science and language? Were you well intrigued you? The I think the language was the fact that I, I, I thought that sooner or later I would leave Australia. I thought that possibly. So, but in my day, in my school, uh, it was only Latin uh, and French, only two. Like today, there. You know, there are uh, many languages. So it was Latin and French. And uh, I found them both quite easy. Uh, but of course, there's not a great demand for Latin when you leave school. <laughs> Unless you want to become a priest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well a Catholic priest. Yeah, that didn't go through my mind. <laughs> Is that right? No, no. Okay, so then when you got into high, what did you, what did you major with out of high school? Uh, primarily science, science. which is physics and chemistry. Okay. The, the two. Then going on to uni, yeah. what did you go in thinking that you were going to well, do? Well, I originally wanted to do medicine. And in my day, uh, in Sydney University, which was the only university in, in, in Sydney at that time that had a, a, a medical faculty, um, they, I forget how many, I think they only took about 200 a year. It was very small. 
and uh, I, I didn't get in, but I had, a, I had a, a second one up my sleeve and it was pharmacy. So I, I became a pharmacist. And now looking back and, and, and looking at medical science and all that, to, to be frank, and I hate to say this, I'm rather glad I'm not a doctor because okay. it's, you know, it's a pretty tough job. It is. Not that my jobs haven't been tough, but, uh, but anyway, it ended up I did pharmacy and pharmacy led to, I was in, a re, I was in retail for a while um, and that's not very pleasurable in my opinion. Okay, you and know. in retail what are you doing? Are you at a pharmacy then just selling? Yeah. That's yeah. all you're doing? And, and taking orders, taking prescriptions? Yeah, and, and, and in the dispensary getting, getting the drugs ready in those days to pestle and mortar and ma making creams and making liquids, that doesn't happen anymore, mm -hmm. you know. But uh, I was lucky that I, uh, it's, it's just a fluke, but um, a friend of mine, a fellow pharmacist, said to me, um, if we go to what they call FAPA, F-A-P-A, the Federation of Asian, the Federation of Asian Pharmaceutical Association, something like that, they were having their annual conference in the Philippines, and you could you could uh, go to it was in Manila, but the, there was a trip arranged that you could go to the Philippines, Hong Kong, Singapore, and Bangkok, and it was not very expensive, and you could claim it on your tax. So I went. <laughs> And I, again, a fluke, uh, because of I was working for a, a large pharmaceutical company, a retail outlet in Australia, and they had an export business in, in Hong Kong, clients in Hong Kong. So just to make sure that I legitimized the tax, I asked the company, um, uh, could I drop in and see the agent in Hong Kong, and I, which I did. And the agent, being very kind, gave me an order to bring back to the company. So when I came back and, and I gave them the order, uh, shortly thereafter, an offer came my way from the company to leave retail and to get into the export side of the business. And I think I was, oh, I think I was 24 or 25, okay. and I started travelling overseas, or well, cumulatively, about six months a year. So, so that was after your first trip. Mm. Then you were offered to go back. Yeah, the, well, the first trip again. was, was just, going to, uh, just going to the, to the meeting. Right, right, you know? right. But uh, you came back with an order. Yeah, yeah. And that... It changed you know, everything. And then you wanted to leave anyway. Basically, yes. Okay. You know, because it, you know, re retail, uh, it, it can get pretty boring, in, in my opinion, whereas compared to what I did, after it, it changed everything for me. How many years were you doing it before you changed? Because you got oh. only, what, at 22? Yeah, no, 20? I was in retail. Um, uh, during university, I was also in retail okay. uh, as a student. So if I count those years, or about eight, if, if counting those years, about eight, eight years. Eight years, mm. okay. So from the start of university. Right. Until it, until it became a, a registered, qualified pharmacist. Right. But you weren't thinking about marriage? Do you have a girlfriend or anything at that time? Because, I mean, we're about the same generation. I know I'm a lot younger than you, but... I is that right? <laughs> <laughs> don't really look it, but that's another another issue. <laughs> you won't go into that. But anyway, mm. you didn't have. A, did you have a girlfriend? What you think? Because most people were getting married at that time, so right out of uni. No, I um I had some friends, but but no okay. no no strong relationships that would have pinned me into Sydney or something like that. Okay. No. You had no desire to start a family at that age. No. Just twenty five, but most people were not in in Australia too. I think they yeah, were yeah, about yeah. the same thing. Yeah. They were but getting married right out of high school. Yeah, but not me. <laughs> <laughs> well, did your father marry Lane? Um, he, that's a good question. 
No, he didn't marry Mary late at all. I, 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 I'm, off the cuff, I forget how old he was. I think he was about 27, 28. When he had you? Yeah. Okay. First time yeah. Was, yeah. So you were just trying to go along there because you left at 25. You didn't have anyone, so you still had two more years before yeah, 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 yeah. you'd match your father. Most yeah. people tend to duplicate what their parents do. No. In some way or another. Uh, I, I went a totally different way. I know you did. Yeah. Yeah. Not in the bad sense. You know, Not what, in the bad sense. I know you waited for a long, yeah, long time. What he did was his profession, and what I did ended up my profession. You know, they, they were different professions. Right, that's true. You know? That's true. So I spent the majority of my career uh, in the uh, healthcare industry. Mm -hmm. Did he? Oh, did he tell you when he when he, when when he was alive that he wanted to be a line setter? Was that something he really wanted to try to do, or did he um, fall into that somehow or another? I I think it happened after the war, because he, he did uh, he did uh, many many years in the war in the war. I think it was when he came back he got into that, mm -hmm. not before the war, okay. because in those days you 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 went into the war pretty early, pretty young. That's right, like seventeen. 19. Yeah, whatever. That, that was probably him. Right. You're talking about World War Two. Yep. The same when my father was in. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Tough so life. he stayed. He stayed in longer than four years. He stayed in. Like Me. Your Sorry. Father. In in what? The in the war. In the war. Yeah. He he did. He was all over the place. He was. I know he was in New Guinea. Uh, well, then you were you were born while he was in the war. No. After. Yeah, maybe not. Okay, yeah, if he didn't yeah. stay in over ten years. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Okay. No, but he um he he was in a few places in the war, mm -hmm. and it, it's something that never left him. Mm. He he not in the bad sense, but but like almost like there were constant pops out right, mm -hmm. almost constant references to the war, so it had an impact on him. Okay. You know, in the, okay. um, but not not something that dragged him right down. Right. But it's something that was in, in his head. Right. And also he was do born during the time of the Depression. Sure, sure. So that had to be a part of his life as well. Sure. In Scotland. When they, and they, right. were, and really they were very scarce. poor. Yes, of Ve course. Very poor. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, I, mm -hmm. I think they came out to Australia, you know, on a, a ship in those days were full of, you know, British immigrants. And, uh, you know, there were lots of them. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I think they were all pretty poor. Mm -hmm. Otherwise they wouldn't have left England. They wouldn't have, of course. No. Especially Scotland, you know. Right. Tough. Oh my Did he maintain his um, Scottish accent? No. Do you not remember? Oh, he changed that pretty quick. Well, he was very young. See, I think he, I okay. think, again, I could be wrong. I think he was a, uh, he, I said he, he was either three or five. He wasn't older than five, mm -hmm. so whatever accent you have at that age, that disappears very quickly. Of it does. You it know, does. Um, so he had, had a very Australian accent. Mm -hmm. mm. So when you left, <coughs> okay, so out of. I mean, coming back and then them sending you overseas, they sent you where to? Where did they send you? Well, I would travel around selling pharmaceutical products and initially... Oh, so you weren't sent to state. They didn't give you a posting. No. They, you were supposed to be just traveling. Sure. Okay. So I was based in Sydney because that's where the company was. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would visit the agents in the, in the Pacific, uh, uh, Fiji, uh, Honiara, uh, Samoa, um, all of the islands around there. Unfortunately, not Tahiti. Um, and then um, Middle East, um, I did all, all the major Middle East countries except for Israel because, uh, you know, my passport was, was um, you know, Saudi Arabia and et cetera, et cetera, Egypt and in those days, if you had that in your passport, it was pretty difficult to go into Israel. So I, I, it was, well, 40 years later, I went into Israel as a, as a tourist. But so I went around those areas uh, I remember one, uh, one I'll never forget, uh, you know, Ramadan, 
right, the, the, the holy period uh, in the Middle East. I was in Jeddah, right, in Saudi Arabia, in, uh, and I didn't know anything about Ramadan in those days. And I, got, I was in there in Ramadan, and you cannot go out in the day. You, you have to stay primarily, in those days, I don't know about today, uh, you had to fast during the day, right, if you're a Muslim, and uh, you, you could go out at night. So I was stuck in the hotel all day. Um, I couldn't order any food. And, and at night time, you know, you just go, you go out like anybody else and you, you have your meal. But I, I never forget that, being stuck in, being stuck in, well, you know how important Jeddah is in Saudi Arabia, being stuck there in the middle of Ramadan. You know, that, that's one of the things you never forget. Mm. <laughs> it's, a, it's a funny one. So tell me, so you did that for how long? Did you work with the company in? In the export type export, business. Export, yes. Um, uh, 74, uh, from about 1969 to 74. Okay. So that's five years, yeah. yeah. And okay. I was all over the place. And then after that, what did you do? Then, uh, again... Did you stay uh, with the company? Not, not, not then. It was then, because of the travel, and again to Hong Kong. I, wherever I went, very often I went through Hong Kong. Okay. You know, it was Hong Kong to here or Hong Kong to there. And I got to know people you know, in the drug industry, you know, pharmaceutical industry in Hong Kong. And I got offered a job which was then uh, Warner Lambert, which these days doesn't exist. It, it was acquired by Pfizer. Um, so young people today, um, probably even young pharmacists, wouldn't, wouldn't know that the, you know, the company Warner Lambert. So I joined Warner Lambert and I left Australia, I think, November 30th, 1974. <laughs> you think? Yeah. That's, how, that's how sharp it was in yeah, your mind. Yeah. And you, after five years of being with them? Yes, okay. yes. But, and then I left because, because of this offer to move to Hong Kong. In what uh, position? What it was a product manager for, okay. for Warner Lambert. So special, you know, in, in, in this compound, this compound, or this compound, or this compound. Mm -hmm. So it was, um, and it was great, ex you know, terrific experience. Mm -hmm. So that was 74 to 81. So the job was in Hong Kong? In Hong Kong. Okay. So that involved, that involved a fair bit of travel back and forth to the U.S. because of, of Warner Lambert. Um, but that changed everything, so I was well and truly out of what, I, what I'd been doing. And then Warner Lambert exposed me to the real, the, the real international business, because of a big, big, big American company, you know, based in New Jersey. Okay. Big company. Right. So then would you, how long did you stay with them? Um, that was until, what, 74, 74 to 81. Okay. 74 to 81. Right. Right. And then uh, I got an opportunity, put it this way. I was beginning to think that, and I don't want this to be arrogant, but I thought, wow, you know, I've achieved a fair bit by a young age. So you're in your 30s now. You're early. You're early 30s, yeah. Early 30s, 32, 33. Yes. And I thought, I don't want to live in Hong Kong for the rest of my life, you know, uh, because it's a great place, um, except it's having issues now, but uh, unfortunately. But uh, an opportunity came up uh, to move to Japan. And Japan was really big in those days, you know, really, really big. And with the same company? No, with, with a company called Covance. Now, that's, who, that's how I met you. Yeah. Now, Covance uh, was, I say was, because I'll give you why in a minute. Okay. Covance was the world's second largest uh, CRO, which is, you know, contract research organization. So, in other words, in the old days, uh, companies did their own hiring, you know, they did, if they, if they wanted to hire people, they, they had a personnel department, right? Whereas today, they have a personnel department and they give most of the business to headhunters. Uh, the pharmaceutical industry 
is similar, was similar in that uh, pharmaceutical companies would, would develop um, or create and then develop their own compounds and test them on animals and test them on humans. But then the, the CRO industry uh, was born and so the pharmaceutical companies um, created the compound but they gave it out to CROs, contract research organisations, to do, to do the, the testing on animals, the testing on humans and uh, ultimately, if it, if it got through the various levels, which are pretty tough, then finally the, the product would be uh, approved. They did that to protect themselves. They'd have one layer away from actually doing it. So if anything happened, they people started growing a, a third arm or something. Yeah, but you see, like, it started, depending on the drug, it started with animals, uh, certain types of animals. And then if, if during, that's called early development, preclinical, and if something went wrong during that period, the drug is dead, it's finished. Now, if it gets through the animals and everything's okay, then it goes into what they call clinical. So and it's uh, first in man. And so then it's, it's, it's phase one, phase two, phase three, phase four. Then if you get to four, you're out the door. Then you, if, it's, if you're in the US, it's FDA, or in Japan, whatever it is, it's by country. Mm -hmm. you know, but that Covance, as I said, was the world's second largest, but was acquired, I think about, two years ago by a big company in America called LabCorp, LabCorp of America, which is a well-known right across the board, very good company. Right, so Covance, they just absorbed it? Yeah. So they no longer, they no longer use that name at no, all? No, yes. it's been taken So how many years were you with them? You, you retired from Covance, didn't you? Yeah, okay. I, I, uh, I was with them um, for a period totally of 16 years. Okay, but you ended up being the, the top, the CEO, weren't you? No, 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 no. Just no, regional. Okay. Um, I should have been, but no, no, <laughs> no, no. I, I was um, head head of Asia Pacific okay. for the, as I said before, there's the preclinical business, mm -hmm. and then the clinical. So I was head of Asia Pacific for the preclinical. Mm -hmm. So based in Tokyo, so it was um, um, all that period in Tokyo, mm -hmm. and then um, uh, when I retired, um, November. So not November, no, November 30th, no, November 30th, 2018. So just a few years ago. Yes. Oh. So, so my whole my whole career, well, most of the career was in the pharmaceutical related business. Mm -hmm. So starting as a retail pharmacist and then ending up in the industry and traveling the world all the time, um, I was very lucky, very lucky. Because most people are stuck right there dealing with <laughs> The um, passing out the medicines. Oh and yeah, yeah. And people wanting to come in and say, right. you know, I, <laughs> I don't feel well today, and you know, <laughs> and then you go and sell them something expensive. But you, so, what did you? I mean, how how did it go? Because I remember coming there when you had me come and speak to your group once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did they actually do? What were their jobs? Well, varied, but, but primarily, the the ones in um, in in Tokyo were in the sales field. So they were, and then they had to be backed up by marketing. And admin, um, and you know that that took it all because they, they had to visit clients all over Japan mm -hmm. to um, try to get them to let you have their products so that they could go through the other process, right? Yeah, sure. Okay, and then then you know hopefully, like I said, it'll go through the preclinical, the clinical, mm -hmm. and come out the end, and everyone's happy. But you know, not many got to the end, and not today, not many get to the end. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Do you think what's the reason? Because they, they, they break down uh, the... It, it's, it's, it's not a bad reason or a good reason. It's just um, so along the line, uh, 
it, it may have a side effect that was never never suspected mm -hmm. and you don't see it for a while and then bang it comes and you say and then you investigate that very thoroughly and you work away maybe around it but if you can't the compound's finished let me ask you this Gary because mm. I heard this not long ago they said there's not an illness that man has mm. that there's that there isn't a plant on earth that could cure it I'm not sure to tell you the truth. Okay. I'm not sure. Because all of these compounds come from plants yeah, yeah. and things on earth. They're not, yeah, yeah. when they say man-made, man makes nothing. He just changes the way oh, things sure, are. Sure, sure, sure. So but see, we, we don't know half the plants that we could, that we could even use. Right, of course. You know, like, uh, you go back in time, look at, look at what happened with the Egyptians. Somebody had to try to eat yeah. it. Um, Somebody had to eat it first. Yeah. <laughs> Preferably not us. But, but the Egyptians were into, into plants. Mm -hmm. uh, the Chinese used to be into herbs. You know, it, it varies. Okay. It's a, it's a, very, it's a very interesting industry. And it's, it's you, interesting. you've got to keep on the ball the whole time. Mm -hmm. Now, one other thing, too, I've heard recently where someone said, why do pharmaceutical companies call what happens with the drug the side effect when it actually is the effect? Um, is it's that to try to make you think that okay? <laughs> no, but if if you if you get involved with a drug that has a side effect, if the side effect is positive, you know, you know let's say um, just one straight off the top, that if you were prone to itches or rashes, and the side effect of a particular drug eliminated that, you know. Now the the other thing, a side effect is if it's bad, you know, and you hear you hear different stories all the time of people. Um, you know, I'm just picking the first way, A for aspirin. Aspirin's all over the place, but some people are allergic to aspirin. Mm -hmm. uh, that's, and that's, that's the name of the game. I see. You know, some people uh, have issues with certain anesthetics. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very challenging industry yes, and one that will continue forever. Right, I think what's happening now with the fact, with the advent of computers, yeah. as you mentioned at the beginning, that yeah. took jobs away from a lot of people, yeah. we're able to process more information. Mm. So pretty soon, I believe, mm. the pharmaceutical industry is going to become more individualistic mm. because your body is different than anyone else's. Yeah, sure, sure. You know, our we don't have the same bacteria. It's, it's all different. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Even if you're from the same family. Yeah. And, th and there's always new things popping up. You know, let's, let's do the latest one. COVID. Well, COVID, okay. You know? I was going to say coronavirus. Uh, yeah. COVID wasn't around five, oh, sorry, 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when I was a kid, I remember we, I think the parents had to automatically, through your doctor, get um, a vaccine that was for polio, hepatitis, measles. and diphtheria. Right, and right. then they added measles. Measles, right, and chicken pox. Chicken pox, exactly. That's right, that's right. You know, and, and, and these days, you hear of people every year getting the annual flu injection. Because the strain's always different every year, they say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Personally, I, I could be wrong, I, I think what will happen in time, and not, not long from now, is that COVID will become one of them, mm -hmm. which would make sense, you know, because if, if the flu is every year, then ma that makes sense to uh, have the vaccine included for COVID if, if there's no interaction, right, you know. Right, right, right. Because this, is this true too, that you can't have two viruses at the same time? For example, you can't have a flu, mm. let's say romantic flu, mm. if you have COVID, because COVID's often, they're both respiratory yeah, yeah, yeah. viruses, yeah, yeah, yeah. so either one gets you or the other. Yeah. Okay, you Pretty can have much. them both at the same time, yeah. I'm not sure whether, that's a good question. Yeah. I'm not sure really whether you can have both at the same time, but uh, um, I wouldn't want either. Tell <laughs> me about it. You know, it's terrible, that's it's just true. terrible. So I have a very good friend in Australia at the moment who 
I, I went to school with, and he uh, his career was in the military, and he was um, you know, you know, a good body and everything, and uh, he is um, he got COVID, uh, contracted COVID a number of months ago, and I rang him um, you know, several weeks ago, and his wife said to me that he was the week before they didn't know whether he would get through the week, and he's a strong strong guy, and and he I think now he's in uh, rehabilitation. Goodness. Yeah, that's the worst that I've encountered. Right. It's a tough one. One of my friends also had it, and his symptoms were, everyone I've talked to different people that have had it, yeah. but this guy was in the early stages of it, I think it was in the early 2020s, yeah. and he got it while he was here, and he called me up and he said he shaved all his hair off because it felt like they were, each follicle felt like it was a needle. I, I could believe that. In his head, and he said Whoa. he could take it. And he said his sense of smell, particularly for, what was it? Oranges yeah. was really, really overpowering. Wow. He said his sense of smell went up several degrees and then the sense in his head, so he shaved his hair off as a result wow. of it. He lost a lot of weight, but he made it through. But he was in the hospitals here. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, I'm talking about you, Colin. So when you see this, you'll know <laughs> I'm talking about you. He's been on the podcast yeah, 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 too. Yeah, yeah. But I called him every day. Yeah, I didn't yeah. call him, but I emailed him basically yeah. and, and texted him every day, and he made it through. And he said that's something he never wants to get again. Well, the the smell thing, uh, I know of people um, quite well that, that have lost their taste and smell during during the period, mm -hmm. and uh, you know something that well, let's say your orange example, but anything that you would normally smell uh, gone. Uh, let's say. Uh, like last night, I had, had some very nice tiramisu. The chocolate was was tasting, you know, great. Apparently, you know, we part part of the strains of COVID, you could be having that tiramisu and you couldn't taste a thing. I know. I've heard I guess that. it's 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 almost impossible that. to comprehend. Isn't that interesting? Ooh. And some people say that even after they are cured, mm. they still have a little bit of residue over. Maybe I don't know. Like they still don't taste quite the way they used to before. Oh, tough. That's interesting. So, Gary, what does the world find you doing nowadays? Are you over the B&B in Australia? Because <laughs> you used to be over the B&B here. I was, that's when I, I, was, I first got to know you. I was the B&B, like the Beef Steak and Burgundy Club, right? That's established right. in um, uh, Adelaide, Australia. For only men? Of course. Because women, women have what? The Chablis. Chablis. Chablis or something. Yeah, yeah it is. With, with steak or something. Chablis, maybe and pork chi chops? I think chicken, chicken and Chablis. Oh, that's right, chicken yeah, and Chablis yeah, yeah. or something like so that. So the beefsteak and burgundy um, beef uh, <laughs> started uh, by two guys uh, who used to meet, I think, on a Friday and were having steak and red wine. And then um, a couple of others, a couple of others, a couple of others, then they, they created this club, the beefsteak and burgundy. And then, uh, then they had branches all over Australia. Uh, and then it started overseas. And ironically, Japan uh, was one of the first overseas branches. And I think, I don't think, um, it, it recently uh, had its, uh, it recently, if I'm not wrong, had its 50th anniversary. Was that right? Yeah. Now, I was president for 25 years. I know that. And uh, every year you're supposed to have an election. And so I, one of my first, uh, uh, shall I say, um, uh, duties was to eliminate the election roll, and so uh, there was no there was no election for president or vice president. We had it. We had a um, uh, we called it a committee uh, of, of a VP, a wine master, a food master, uh, a secretary, etc. And we changed them around, but the the the, the, the role 
the, the, the president, he didn't move. And so no, that, wait, wait, why, why did you do that? I know you liked what you were doing, but yeah. you liked it that much. I did. I did. So what they started calling me But then, your group liked you so much, too, that they didn't mind you keeping that position. No, I didn't get kicked out, no. They no. really loved you no. in that position. Well, I, but I, I, uh, jokingly, they started calling me PFL, oh. and that was president for life. <laughs> and uh, recently I saw somebody, oh, how are you doing, PFL? You know, and then it altered again. It was PFL, president for life, and all eternity. So, <laughs> but it's a great club. It's, oh, uh, and, and now that I'm... But you have to have a thick skin if you're going to go to it, because you guys do not play. I remember yeah. going to two of them. First of all, Pete, Pete Johnson. Pete Johnson, he was a member. He invited me, and everyone called me his Aborigine cousin, or <laughs> he did, one or the other. And there's another black guy, that's why. <laughs> and there was one, I mean, you had a couple of New Zealanders, and I remember yeah. one got up, because every, was it every week or every month? Every month you yeah. had the meeting. Friday. Every yeah, Friday. Yeah. And yeah, I remember every, he, got up, he, had, he had to introduce the wine for yeah. that week. Okay. And I remember he got up there, and before he could get a word out of his mouth, yeah. all of you guys start going, bah, bah, yeah, Because I'm coming from New Zealand. <laughs> That's a fact. And he said, F you guys, and kept well, on trying the, to go the, the Tokyo B&B, &B, uh, I think, is very unique. And, and uh, because, remember, the members, I, I don't know the percentage, but they're, they're all probably 90% Australians. But a non-Australian, a non-Australian can become a member uh, if uh, <laughs> he can be voted in and agreed, and that's not that's not easy. Especially if he's a New Zealander. Right. So, uh, so, but, but I think the fact it's got an international base. You know, there, there are Australians who now live here or have lived in various places, and then you you, you can you bring guests. So, the, if you look at the average nationality, it could be anything. You know, at that day. And there's a, the, if you don't have it, as you said, if you don't have a thick skin. You don't want to be there. Because, you know, it, it could be, it could From be, the moment example, they walk in. It could be, for example, the tie you're wearing. Look at the tie on that idiot. <laughs> you know, but now that I'm living, I'm living back in Australia, uh, I belong to a chapter there called the Mossman B&B. And the, because that? the suburb is Mossman, oh, okay. and uh, but it's completely the, 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 the concept is the same. The food master, the you know the, the um, wine master, the, the president, uh, and in fact they just had an election for a new committee and president. So that, uh, they've they've had a new president, of course. Uh, um, but it's uh, Are you president there too. No, no. The, the culture is very different. Here, here, there's a, as you've said, I put it out. There's a lot of mocking, but with no bad intent. It's no, funny. No, no, I know that. You find that out real and quick. Oh, you, if, you, if, if you, you don't come out of the B&B laughing, there's something wrong. That's right. But the one, in, the one that I go to in Sydney, it's, it's, more, it's, it's more serious and it's not very amusing. Is it like a Toastmasters? Yeah, a bit, a bit like it, yeah. So it's, you know, you, you, you meet new people or they're the same people okay. or whatever, but it, it's not the, nobody's taking the, the mickey out of you. That, that's totally different. There are no jokes. Very few. Okay. Very few. Okay. Uh, which is uh, the B and B here is is a, uh, a minefield of jokes. It's great. All the time. Yeah, great. All the time. Yeah. You can't wait to hear a new one. Well, I, I deliberately came back here uh, so as to be able to attend the recent B and B. Oh, did you? Yeah. Really? And I, I went as a guest okay. uh, of the existing president. Uh, um, but it's just the same. It was it was good. Forty six people oh, in good. a good restaurant. Good. And a good mixture of people. It wasn't yeah, just yeah. all of these. No, 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 no. 
No, it was uh, it's it's a it's a gr the, the Tokyo but it still BNB is only men. Yes. Okay. And that will not change. <laughs> I think I'm not sure whether they do it in Japan, but I think there was a once a year, maybe a dinner where you could invite you know your, your lady friend or your wife or whatever to give us some idea of what you're doing and yeah, you know, what kind of guys you're hanging with. And that's and that's when we decided never to do that again <laughs> because they found out what we're doing and everything and you know. You're going, to, you're going to the B&B again on Friday, yeah? I was. <laughs> Typical. <laughs> oh, I, st I still get it, you know. Isn't but, that interesting? Yeah, but it's a great, it's a terrific organisation. Okay. It's very, very, wow. very Australian. Yeah, it is. Yeah. That's for sure. Well, listen, so what are you doing nowadays? Well, what do you do with your time? I, um, as I said, I retired uh, at the end of 2018. And uh, having lived in Japan uh, two periods, I, I was here uh, 81 to 91, and then uh, I was in New York with the, with the company, and then um, change companies had to come back. So I was 81 to 91 in Tokyo, and then 93 until two years ago, until, 20, until August 15, 2020. So just uh, you know, uh, about 26 months ago from today's date, uh, uh, I decided I had to make a decision whether to remain in Japan or, or, or to go elsewhere, uh, and Australia was um, was one, and it was a, it was the most difficult decision that I ever had to make in my life, mm -hmm. and because my family, I, uh, I've got twin daughters, and they were born they were here, and they were yeah. in my program as well. That's right. I used to come there, yeah. and that's when I w that's when we started to know each other. Yep. Actually, yep. but I didn't know anything about the yeah. B&B at that time. Yeah. Well, one, one daughter lived, they both went to university initially in the States and then in Australia. And when they, when they graduated, one decided to remain in Sydney and the other one came back to Tokyo. Um, because, because my wife's got a business here that, that she, she loves Japan. Uh, and so I've got to do now once a year, twice, once or twice a year. So I, uh, uh, I, I didn't know what to do. I was, I was up and down. And one day I, I, I had a, a conversation with a very close friend of mine and I said to him, look, I, I don't know what to do, whether to stay in Japan or you know, go to Sydney or whatever. And he looked me right in the eye and he said to me, go to Sydney. And he was straight out, not smiling, go to Sydney. And I said, why? And he looked me in the eye, I'll never forget this. He said, you're going home. And it hit me here. And it hit me here. I knew then. No, it was it difficult to leave here? Of course, it was difficult after that time, because I hadn't lived in Australia, you know, Hong Kong and here. I hadn't lived in Australia for forty-six years. You spent all your adult life outside of your country. Sure. So going back <coughs> was, uh, you know, well, put it this way: it was easier than people think. Okay. Uh, and I think I was lucky and. Uh, you know, the one daughter that, that, that lives there, she was extremely helpful and other people, you know, helped me in this way or that, or th that way. Or what were some of the challenges or some of the things that you found um, you didn't expect, you didn't anticipate when you went back? Um, yeah, okay. I've I, I been back over the years, of course, you know, especially when, my than when you're living there. Oh yeah, especially when my parents were alive way back, you know, whether I was in Hong Kong or here, I'd go back, you know, once a year, or once every two years, whatever. Um, on the positive side, and some people may not agree with this, now having lived in Japan where the service here you know, used to be excellent and is still excellent, uh, I, I kept hearing oh, you know, the service in Australia and Sydney is not too good. 
I found that the service in Sydney, that's just my experience, I could be wrong, uh, and some people may not agree with me at all, but I find the service these days in Sydney to be very good, you know? Um, but not, not many negative surprises. Um, uh, I think driving is more aggressive than here. Here, here is not aggressive at all, right? In a positive sense. Sydney, uh, get out of the way. They're, 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 they're very aggressive in Sydney, you know? What about the city? Is it clean? It's like Tokyo? Um, do you find more graffiti and it, it's you know let's face it Tokyo is extremely clean it and, is. and and uh, it always was and I think always will be um, S Sydney Sydney is not dirty right uh, but there is graffiti mm -hmm. um, and uh, in some areas uh, there's homelessness you know like like there, there is in any big city these days mm -hmm. and uh, you know, let's face it. There's even a bit of it around in Tokyo. You know, you oh, see people, true. right? But but there you you do see that in Sydney, um, uh, but not much. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, or maybe I haven't been all over the place. The, 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 one of the best things of Sydney is is the climate, with the exception of this La Nina or El, uh, La Nina or El Nina, whatever it is. <laughs> the, the, being on the coast, the beaches are fantastic. Mm -hmm. You know, the water is clean, uh, the sand is clean. Uh, and I think in general, uh, Sydney siders and Australians in general uh, respect and appreciate the beaches. They're, 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 really, they're really kept very well. And the one thing that, was, that I found very um, mm -hmm. interesting and it was baffling me for the first three days I was there, because I was there for about a week, yeah. I kept on passing by these different places and I kept on seeing BYO. Yeah, yeah. So I said, Byo, maybe it's a Japanese influence because I didn't get Byo. And then sometimes I yeah. see the BYOB. Yeah. And I just couldn't get it. And so third day, I finally asked. I huh. said, what does Byo, and yeah. sometimes Byo B mean? Bring your own. I know and, what and, they told and, me. And the, 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 the B, I, have, I haven't seen the B, but I, I'm pretty certain what it would be. It would be bring your own booze. Exactly. That, that's what I would think that's it would it be. That's what it is. That's what it is. But you go to restaurants. Um, uh, let some restaurants, are, you know, are not licensed. So that, you know, you, so they can't serve you wine. So BYO, you bring your own. And some of the restaurants hit you with a service charge, uh, right. corkage, That's as in corkage. Um, uh, so it, it depends. It's, right. it's, it's either or. The, the, the guy that I went to go visit there had a case of wine yeah. in his trunk, and he just pulled it out and went there. We went to a Chinese restaurant. He says, okay, this is no problem. Yeah. And boop, boop. And yeah, it's, it's know, very common. Or a dollar or something just to, for yeah. the corkage fee, and that yeah. was it. Yeah, it's, it's very common. That was wonderful. And, and, I, and I asked him why, and he said, because. First of all, people do cook at home, so the restaurants have to be very good. Yeah, yeah. The food is really good. Yeah. Or he won't go. Well, and I think they're not going to charge because they don't make money off they don't make money off booze because you can bring your own. Sure, sure. So they, the food has to be good, and he was right. The food was good. Well, I've you know again I, I've been back just over two years, mm -hmm. but I found that the restaurants. Uh, yeah, but my term of reference is way back, uh, except when I would visit. But I found the restaurants in Sydney to be very good. They are. A and some are already uh, a repetitive for me. I go back. Um, and uh, there are very good restaurants there. Mm -hmm. Very good. Like, you know, you, you work it out whether you want Chinese or, or Korean or they Greek, have everything. They have everything. Uh, Japanese. It's, it's all there. It is. Yeah, depending on the area. But, um, right. but some areas have got quite a mix. Mm -hmm. yeah, so it's, 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 a, it's a good place. It is, it is. Yeah. Now, Gary, before I end the podcast, there's yeah. a question I ask most of the people that mm. come on. If you were to go back mm -hmm. in time and meet the 20-year-old Gary, oh. 
What advice would you give him, knowing what you know now? Now, you've asked pretty easy questions up until this one. So what advice would I give the 20-year-old Gary? Based upon what you know now. That's a very good question. <laughs> um, there's quite a lot of things I'd tell him not to do. Um, what, would be, what would it be? No, 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 no. Sure. Um, you know, I think you've got to follow your... your You've got to follow your, your, your gut and your career prospect, uh, your career intentions and plan. And hopefully you're the type of person that has one. You know, if, you, if, you, if you're growing up and you're 20 and you don't know what you want to do, it's pretty tough at 20 to, to really work it out. Not, not impossible, but I would think pretty tough. Um, but I think, well, don't drop out of school. Right. Uh, if you're at university, is that what he did? Is that what twenty-year-old Gary did? He no. Out of school? No. I'm well, you're giving advice to him. Yeah, I'm giving advice to him. Okay. okay. Uh, giving advice to him would be, would be definitely um, uh, really focus on getting through university. You know, get get that, get that degree, get that you know that that piece of paper. Uh, Which he did anyway. Yes. Uh, hopefully, by twenty, you've really decided you know what you want to do, and then then focus on doing it and do it to the best that you can. Uh, and along the way, uh, hopefully, uh, you, you'll meet uh, a, a nice woman and get married and have kids. Um, I, I think if you, can, if you can have a good career, and if you can have the other side as well, you, you, you know, I'd tell young Gary, you, you, you've hit the jackpot, I'd tell any young person that, but, but that's, 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 they're, they're challenging things. They're, they're very tough things to do. But uh, 20, if, if you don't have your act together, well, pretty. If, if Gary Jr. didn't have his act together really by about 20, I'd be a bit worried. You know? Well, I think he did. Just look at where he is now. <laughs> well, it's interesting. It's uh, to be here at the moment in Tokyo is uh, my first trip back in 22 in, in 26 months, and it's very interesting because I now feel that okay, I'm living in Sydney, Australia but I lived so long in Tokyo, Japan, that I feel that I've got, to, in a way, I, I, I've been talking to myself about this and talking to some friends here. I feel like I've got two homes because I feel comfortable here and I feel comfortable there. Uh, so what I'm trying to do now is to, uh, once all these COVID re regulations and everything are gone, uh, um, I'm, it's my plan to come back uh, once or twice a year. Um, and you know, uh, see the family who, who's here, and see the friends that are, that are still here. Uh, and if I if I can do that, come back once or preferably twice a year, uh, I'll, I'll be very happy with that. Mm. The the thing is, what I've noticed this time back is uh, certain people have left, you know, and um, left in one sense is good if they've decided to go back to the states or the UK or Australia or wherever that they've left okay the sad thing here left is that I have come across some old pals here who have passed away uh, and in fact um, two within the past month two within the past month so you know it's it's but it's good to be back it's uh it's a, it's okay as a very unique sea we're happy to see you back too I was Really? So you the treaters by me feel very happy. Well, the, the attack, yeah. the Tokyo American Club. Um, you know, I joined in 1981. 
1981. Was, seven years before me. Yeah, I joined in 1981, and I'm still a member. <laughs> you right? sure are, you and sure. when I give the number, sometimes the, you know, they're surprised. Uh, uh, so, but you have five digits? No. No, you have four. Yeah. Okay, you got four, yeah. so you beat me. Yeah. 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 I'm thirteen hundred. Well, I'm not telling you mine because then you you charge tricks on my book. I know what it is. Yeah, no, no, I'm not telling. I'm not, I better. I'm not telling you at all. I put that away. No, but it's. I, I have found on this trip, uh, the great, well, a significant amount of my time, has been spent in TAC, uh, catching up with people, uh, eating here. Because you uh, know they'll come here. This is this is like Hong Kong. Yeah, they will, they will come through. You just sit around long enough, you'll well, see them. If you if you sit in the winter garden. In the middle of the afternoon, we get to get a, a cappuccino or something. And you sit back there. Depending on the time of day, you see people walking in, walking out, walking. Hi! You know, and and the, the surprising thing for me in many ways is Trader's Bar, uh, and I think this is good and bad, but I'm going to say, you, if you go in there at noon, Monday to Friday, you see almost the same people there every day, right? And uh, that's good for you know, communication and good friendship. But I think if you go to the same place every day, you know, I'd go nuts. But but I've enjoyed coming here uh, almost every day. <laughs> but uh, it, it is, because it's very lucky. There's there's no competition. That's right. There, there won't be. I, don't, I can't no, see. too late. I can't see. Whereas Hong Kong's got the Hong Kong club, That's the, right, right. the cricket club, and the Aberdeen Bug club. Same thing. Oh, Singapore's oh, full of them. With yes, but here there's, there's only That's really right. one club. That's right. um, it's a club. So you can't say the YC, YCAC. Because who's going to go out to Yokohama for lunch? You know, it's yeah. and that's why this. That's this right. is, and what I found this time, and this is this is really true. I'm not just saying to make the people happy here. I found being away two years, the warmth of the staff at various levels. Oh, you know, some are high Mr Lynch or high Gary, uh, usually Mr Lynch. Uh, including uh, some guys who worked in the car park for years and years and years. Oh, how long are you back for? You know, I found that the coming back has been, you know, the, the word more warmth. I find the warmth of the staff has been amazing. You do have great staff. Yeah, really. They, they, but the members make the staff great. Yeah, 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 yeah. But some of them have been here uh, 20 years or 25 that's right, years. That's right, that's right. Uh, and they're, they're good guys, they're good girls. Yeah, yeah. So I. Uh, um, you know, I, I will definitely, when I come back again, I'll be, people can find me usually in the Traders Bar. Well, that's a shout out to all of you that work here at the American Club. You just heard it from a long-time member. Uh, <laughs> he thinks you're doing a fantastic job. I'm not and giving, I back that. I'm not giving you my four, four digits because you start charging. I sure would. Yeah, Gary, I want to thank you so much. Th thanks very much, Lance, for letting thank me do you. this. It's a, yes. I, uh, I, I, didn't, I wasn't aware of this. And uh, I'd be very interested to see the outcome, and I'll, I'll look at some others that are, that are in there. Please do. You're going to see a lot of people that you know. No, I never, I never heard about it, so it's, it's very good. Thank you very much. Thank you. I want to thank all of you for watching this podcast. Make sure you press like and subscribe. And never forget, it's all on loan. So reach for the stars, because you're too blessed to be stressed.